It's Dramatic Listening, the podcast where you learn English by listening to radio plays. I'm your host and teacher, Wendy Lambert. Welcome back to Dramatic Listening. This is episode 92, and it's the fourth episode of Ticket to Tangier, a Harry Lime radio play. And I'm calling this one, How the Rich Call the Shots. A person who calls the shots is the one who's in charge. They're the one who's telling everyone else what to do. We often see how money gives people that kind of power. For example, rich people might give money to a political party. And as a result, when that party gets in power, they make the laws that help the rich. This story isn't about an election, but we still see how money gives a person more control. As usual, this story is serialized on dramatic listening, so altogether there are seven episodes making up the whole story. This story started with episode 89, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, and the ones in between, you should go back and start at episode 89. Dramatic listening is edutainment. Now that's a combination of two words, education and entertainment. It's all part of helping you keep up your momentum in your English studies. By making learning fun and giving you something entertaining to listen to, I hope to keep you interested and motivated. The podcast is now one part of my larger ESL site called English Momentum. I hope you drop by EnglishMomentum.com to check out the site, but also to get the free PDF that comes with each episode of this podcast. Just register and log in. Registration's free. As a logged-in member, you can download the free PDF, and in it, you'll find the vocabulary and the transcript for the podcast episode to help you learn the words and read along. There's a new PDF with each episode, so I really encourage you to head on over to EnglishMomentum.com and become a member today. As I said, today we're listening to the fourth part of Ticket to Tangier, an old-time radio play from The Lives of Harry Lyme that was first aired back in 1951. You'll remember from our last episode that Harry Lyme had just arrived in Tangier, Morocco. He was at the Kabbalah nightclub with his date, the airline hostess, Patsy. To Harry's surprise, she paid the check. In today's episode, Patsy becomes Harry's tour guide. They take a taxi out of the city to the hills, where they have a beautiful view of the harbor. But they didn't just come for the view. Patsy has more surprises for Harry. 
We'll listen to Act 2, Scene 2 shortly, but first we have 13 key words to learn. And remember, these words are all posted on Quizlet, so if you're a Chinese speaker, you could learn these words with English, Chinese, flashcards, and games at englishmomentum.com slash quizlet. And now for the key words. I'll be giving you the word, the meaning, and a model sentence for each one. Our first word is torturous. Torturous. This is an adjective, and you may be familiar with the word torture. So this is an adjective meaning painfully difficult or slow. Because sometimes when a person tortures their enemy, they make it painful and slow as well. So if something is painfully difficult or slow, we might say it's torturous. Jinju or Jinku. Building these domino structures is really torturous. You have to be so careful that you don't knock it down. Torturous. Word number two, native quarter. The native quarter is the part of the city where the local people live. Native quarter. This is a compound noun, two words making up a noun. Zhou cheng chu in Chinese. The native quarter of Rio was off limits to the Olympic visitors. If you weren't from Rio, you couldn't go into that part of the city. That was their home. The native quarter. Word number three, expatriate. An expatriate is a person, so this is a noun. It's a person who has left his home country to live somewhere else. We shorten this word to expat, expat or expatriate. In Chinese, we say kuju or imin. There's a huge number of expatriates living in Dubai. Expatriate. Word number four, consulate. The consulate is the building where government officials from a foreign country live and work. So it's a noun, the consulate. Shiguan or Ling Shiguan in Chinese. The foreigners took refuge in their nation's consulates when war struck. Consulate. Word number five, income tax, or in the plural, income taxes. This is a noun, and it's the money paid to the government based on the amount of money made by a person or business. Suo de shui in Chinese. Income taxes. The wealthy can always find ways to get around paying their income taxes. 
income taxes. Word number six, neglect to mention. Okay, so here we have a phrase. It's a verb plus an infinitive verb. Neglect is our first verb, and to mention is our to verb, our infinitive verb. If you neglect to mention something, it means you didn't say it. You forgot to say it. Wang ji shuo, or Wang ji ti dao, in Chinese. Oh, I neglected to mention to you earlier. You did a great job on this report. Neglect to mention. Word number seven, understate. Understate is a verb. So here the word state means to say something. So to understate means to talk about something in a way that makes it seem less. Less important, less beautiful, whatever it is that you're saying about it, you're downplaying it. So it seems less important or less beautiful, whatever, than it really is. Bao shou de shuo in Chinese. So the opposite would be to overstate, um, put a lot of emphasis on it, stress it, or even to exaggerate. He has a tendency to understate the severity of the problem. And that gives us a lot of trouble later on. So he makes a big problem sound small. Understate. Word number eight, another phrase, lay eyes on. If you lay eyes on something, you see it, you look at it, you gaze upon it. Jumu or Ningwang in Chinese. This is the most beautiful flower display that I've ever laid eyes on. Lay eyes on. Word number nine, planet. This is a noun and it's a large round object in space that travels around the sun. For example, Earth is a planet. So is Mars. Mars is a planet. Venus is another planet. So in Chinese, Xing Xing. He looks like a normal human being, but he claims to be from another planet. Planet. Word number 10, business. Business can have several meanings, but here we're talking about it meaning an affair or a matter. Sure or searching in Chinese. It surely is none of your business where I go late at night. Business. Word number 11, adore. This is a verb, and it means to love or admire somebody or something very much. Ai mu, or qing mu, or xi ai in Chinese.
I just adore a penthouse view. I love being on the top floor of the uh, condo building or the apartment building and having a penthouse view of the city. Adore. Word number 12, mansion. Mansion. This is a noun, and it's a very large, very impressive house. The large house of a wealthy person could be called a mansion. How Jai or Jai D. Bill Gates has built another big mansion in California that he will not live in very much. Mansion. And our last word today, number 13, reduction. A reduction is a reduced price, a sale price, a discount. Jiangjia, or Zhuko. I got a reduction on Air China flight tickets because I used to work for the company. Reduction. Well, that's it for the key words. Now let's listen to Ticket to Tangier, Act 2, Scene 2. This part of the play is about three minutes long. Ready? twisted and turned its tortuous way through the native quarter, and then pretty soon we were out in the country. We were climbing steadily, I noticed, and passing beautiful villas, homes of rich expatriates who come to live in this strange little international settlement of Tangier, where you don't even have to register with your consulate, and nobody pays any income taxes at all. I think I neglected to mention that Patsy was beautiful. And if I did, believe me, I was understating the situation. She had gray eyes and that clear, powdery gold hair that makes you think of the ashes of angels' wings. I've known an awful lot of girls, but none of them I've ever laid eyes on would have given Patsy a worried moment. There may be better-looking airplane hostesses, but if there are, they're working for airlines on another planet. As we climbed up, the moon-bright hills of Tangier. I forgot completely the strange business which had brought me there, the advertisement in the paper, the airline ticket, and all the rest of it. I didn't care why I'd been sent for to Tangier. I didn't care who'd done it or what he wanted from me. I adore kissing you. You do it very well. But we've come to our destination. Oh, so we have. Anyway, the cab stopped. When did that happen? About five minutes ago. Where are we? Well, there's the bay below us. Oh, very pretty it looks, too, with all the lights and moon on the water. No, not, not now, Harry. Please. I'm very impatient. Now let's get out. Why, it's nice in here. It's nicer than the house. And that enormous place? Mm-hmm. Anyways, some kind of private mansion it must be. I sure will be welcome. Here, you take the key. The key? You mean... That's what I mean. You're my guest. Yes, but, but how? You've been my guest all along. Gentlemen traveling to Tangier, a visit to the desk. But I, what, what do you, you mean? You whistled a tune, didn't you? Well, how do you know about it? I had a friend once who told me how fond you've always been of no, that music. No, I mean, how do you know about the ad in the paper? I ought to know. I paid for it. 
And my plane ticket. I got a reduction from the airline. Come in, Harry. Here's a flashlight. I've got something to show you. Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. describes it as being torturous and that's because they're going through the native quarter. This is the old part of the city where the local people live and because it was built so long ago perhaps there wasn't enough foresight to today's needs in the city and the streets are probably narrower and crowded and it's a little difficult to drive the taxi through this part of the city. So it's very slow and torturous, twisty, windy streets. And then they get out a little further and they start to see beautiful villas, um, very large homes that are owned by the expatriates. Now, these expatriates are people who have left their home and come to live in Tangier. And for them, Tangier is a very inexpensive place to live. So they build really big mansions. These expatriates can also be called et- expats, Kuju in Chinese. And they've chosen to live in Tangier, Morocco, in the northern part of Africa, because in this city, they don't have to register with their consulate. Their country's um, representatives in a foreign country. They don't have to tell them, I'm here. This is the Ling Guan in Chinese. So their own country's government doesn't know they're there, and they get away without paying any taxes. So Harry comments that no one pays income taxes in Tangier. Harry returns to the topic of Patsy and how beautiful she is. He says, I think I forgot to tell you how beautiful she is. And he words that in this way, I think I neglected to mention. I didn't say it. I forgot to tell you. 
Wuwangji Tidao. But if I did already tell you, and we know he has mentioned how beautiful she is already, he says, what I told you was an understatement. I understated it. I was very conservative in how I talked about her. I didn't praise her beauty enough, he says. So I understated it. I talked about it in a way that made her seem less beautiful than she really is. And he says, I've seen a lot of women. I've laid my eyes on a lot of women. I've looked at them. I've gazed at them. Jumu or Ningwang. But if a woman is more beautiful than Patsy, she must be on another planet. She's not here on Earth. In other words, Patsy is the most beautiful woman on Earth. He says, the other woman isn't on this planet, this Xingxing, this planet of Earth. Harry is so attracted to Patsy that he forgot the whole strange business, that situation that brought him to Tangier. In other words, he has let down his guard. He's not being very cautious. He's totally swept up in his emotions that he feels about Patsy. Well, they're in the car and Patsy says, I adore kissing you, but... So she says, you know, I I love kissing you. This is very nice, but we're here. We've arrived at our destination. Harry hadn't even noticed that the car had stopped. They were sitting in the back seat kissing. And he looks and they see the view and he comments that it's very pretty with the lights on the water. He goes back to trying to kiss her, and she says, No, not now, Harry. Please, he says, and she says, You're very impatient. Now, let's get out. Okay, she doesn't want to be kissing in the car. She says, Let's get out. Enjoy the view. Well, that's what Harry thinks she wants to do anyway. There's a mansion there. It's a very large, impressive house. And she suggests that they go in the house. She says, it's yes, it's comfortable in the car, but it's even more comfortable in the house. Harry thinks she's joking. He thinks they've come up here for the beautiful view, a very romantic spot. But she hands him the keys to the mansion. She tells Harry, you've been my guest all along. She contacted him through the personal ad. She gave him the instructions to whistle a tune. She's the one who gave him the limousine ride to the airport, the airport ticket, and the cash. Harry still can't believe that an airline hostess can afford all of this. So she explains that the Airline gave her a reduction on the price of his ticket. She got a discount, a sale price, jiangjia, or zheko. They unlock the door and they go into 
her mansion. Well, that's the end for today, so let's listen again to this part of the play. twisted and turned its torturous way through the native quarter, and then pretty soon we were out in the country. We were climbing steadily, I noticed, and passing beautiful villas, homes of rich expatriates who come to live in this strange little international settlement of Tangier, where you don't even have to register with your consulate, and nobody pays any income taxes at all. I think I neglected to mention that Patsy was beautiful. And if I did, believe me, I was understating the situation. She had gray eyes and that clear, powdery gold hair that makes you think of the ashes of angels' wings. I've known an awful lot of girls, but none of them I've ever laid eyes on would have given Patsy a worried moment. There may be better-looking airplane hostesses, but if there are, they're working for airlines on another planet. As we climbed up, the moon-bright hills of a Tangier. I forgot completely the strange business which had brought me there, the advertisement in the paper, the airline ticket, and all the rest of it. I didn't care why I'd been sent for to Tangier. I didn't care who'd done it or what he wanted from me. I adore kissing you. You do it very well. But we've come to our destination. Oh, so we have. Anyway, the cab stopped. When did that happen? About five minutes ago. Where are we? Well, there's the bay below us. Oh, very pretty it looks, too, with all the lights and moon on the water. No, not, not now, Harry. Please. You're very impatient. Now let's get out. Why? It's nice in here. It's nicer in the house. And that enormous place? Mm-hmm. Anyway, some kind of private mansion must be. I sure will be welcome. Here, you take the key. The key? You mean... That's what I mean. You're my guest. Yes, but, but how? You've been my guest all along. Gentleman traveling to Tangier, a visit to the desk. But I, what, what do you, you mean? You whistled a tune, didn't you? Well, how do you know about it? I had a friend once who told me how fond you've always been of no, that music. No, I mean, how do you know about the ad in the paper? I ought to know. I paid for it. And my plane ticket. I got a reduction from the airline. Come in, Harry. Here's a flashlight. I've got something to show you. <laughs> Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. Harry enjoys spending time with Patsy, and that's an understatement. 
but does he like being her guest? Have you ever been on a date that was planned and paid for by the girlfriend, not the boyfriend? How did you feel about it? Tell us about it in the comments below the show notes at www.englishmomentum.com slash DL092. And just remember, you do need to be logged in to comment on the blog posts. Or you can also leave a comment on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash englishmomentum. And remember, the English Chinese flashcards and games are available on Quizlet at englishmomentum.com slash Quizlet. And for anyone who wants to review the vocabulary and read the radio play transcript, the bonus PDF is now at www.englishmomentum.com. Log in to English Momentum, go to this podcast episode, number 92, and you'll be able to download the bonus PDF. You could also be listening to Dramatic Listening on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. You'll find a link to Stitcher in my show notes at englishmomentum.com. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. If you're enjoying the story, share it with a friend. Thanks for joining me again this week, and see you again in two weeks when the story continues. Bye for now.